Petrangelo and Eichel play catch out high. Right wing shot, save, rebound, score! Stevenson, power play goals in consecutive games. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marcia Silk, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top Petrangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, he scores! 41 seconds to go. Theodore scores his second of the period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. That caught me. I, I was like, I don't remember Stevenson scoring last night on, on that first one with because I heard Eichel and it all comes together. And I'm thinking there's a play there. That was from, no, it's the uh, package opening, which will freshen up uh Chapman's done a great job uh, throughout the last uh, couple of years of making sure that we keep things fresh for you. Uh, Stevenson was so good uh, last night, uh, just so responsible in the center of the ice and just flies. I love that line. Howden had chances along with Mark Stone and that Jack Eichel line was electric. One player, though, uh, when, when you think back to last night and what could have been, Darren Millard, along with Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Shea Theodore. Did you guys see the move that he made crossing the line and then getting the puck deep and and walking around the defender? That was just ludicrously uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah, he was he was absolutely flying out there, dancing around in the offensive zone, and you know, for me, it, it, Shea Theodore, when he gets the the opportunity to use his legs and skate and kind of create ice for himself, that's when he's at his most dangerous. And he had a couple of really good looks last night for sure. He uh, just so comfortable, and he's talked about uh, the option and being able to make plays, both uh, coming out of their own zone and then inside the offensive zone, and you saw a good look at that. There was one play where Petrangelo was rushing the puck, and he chipped it in to himself and kept on going. Uh, that was similar to what we saw last year, but I love the aggressiveness in and around the Vegas Golden Knights defenseman. They, they put up – so Boston's playing tonight, and Boston is facing Washington, and – Right now, Boston's got the lead in that game. But they put up the lines before the game and the Bruins' blue line. And I'm thinking, boy, like Bruce Cassidy had an amazing run in Boston. And I thought he was going to stay there for another year. I was shocked when, when they parted ways. But looking in looking at that blue line between Boston, I know there's a, a injury there, and then the blue line that, that he put out there last night, it's not even close uh, at the uh, amount of talent that he has in Vegas. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would make the argument that uh, this is a really, really good blue line for Bruce Cassidy to kind of work with and, and have at his disposal. It, and it goes beyond just Alex Petrangelo and Jay Theodore. I mean, we, we spoke a lot about Alec Martinez, how versatile he is uh, still as a defender and, and how he can use his feet and, and the weapon that he is on the power play. You, you start to get into the, 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 ability and, and the forecasting of where Nick Haig can be with a little bit more freedom, I think, to, to carry pucks and with his instincts. And then, you know, Zach Whitecloud, who last year showed us a, a flair for some really good offensive instincts at the NHL level. Uh, this is a really interesting opportunity in front of Bruce Cassidy with, I, I think, maybe the deepest defense core that he has had. Um, 
that that can really unlock some offensive potential from the back end. I'm I'm fascinated by it. They're going to be so fast going up the ice. Uh, Bruce Cassidy got to enjoy last night walking out of the building and plane ride home with a win in his back pocket. His debut with the Vegas Golden Knights, their 1-0 home opener tomorrow. Walking the gold carpet at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, We'll uh, look forward to that and the entire show. But today was the day to both reflect and also make sure that you're prepared for tomorrow. Bruce Cassidy at the uh, media conference room at City National Arena uh, with the scribes today. Yeah, I appreciated that. I think uh, for all of us, it's good to get off on the right foot. Uh, how you win, I think um, coaches analyze a lot, and I thought we were full value. We had certainly had breakdowns that we need to correct. Um, but we also generated a lot of offense, I thought, against a good defensive team. So that, that's a, a, a good sign that our guys were willing to attack the net, hold on to pucks. I thought that was one of the more impressive parts of our game is our ozone kind of play and puck recoveries. And I liked our bounce back if they scored. We, we didn't get away from our game for long stretches. First period, there was a little bit there. I thought we could have started better, but other than that, um, we got it back in a hurry. So, and it wasn't always the same guys going over the boards to get it back, right? So we, we used all four lines in different situations, and they were able to sort of play the way we wanted to play. And so that, that's always a good feeling for the coach to know what, what you have, because I really don't, right? We're just starting, and... Um, you have a feel for it, but now you get a little bit of a, a sample size. From a numbers perspective, your teams in Boston were never near the top of the league in blocks. Uh, but this team has a lot of defensemen. That's a big part of their game. I guess what's your philosophy on blocks? Do you expect this team to block a lot? Yeah, uh, to me, we should have a lot of positional blocks. Um, pucks will hit you if you're in the lanes. I think the way our, our D zone layers are structured, we should get some that way. I don't know why that is. I, I think our metrics defensively were pretty good, so I don't know if, if the shots were coming from areas where we didn't need. You know, you know, I honestly don't know. I thought in our penalty kill there we did a good job blocking shots. It was certainly part of our philosophy for our D. We had some good ones. Um, so at the end of the day, um, you do need to put your body on the line when need be. And I certainly hope this, this team... Sound, you know, the numbers indicate they value that, and I do as a coach. Um, so I don't know how they'll, they'll play out. How were they last night compared to other? They were high? Well, maybe it's just this team. They love to eat pucks. Good for them. <laughs> uh, Bruce Cassidy at the microphone this morning for his media conference asked next about John Stevens and that relationship. Well, there's probably uh, three things. Is You know, he'd been a head coach before, so he, he knows what... I'm dealing with every day. And I think that's important to have someone on the staff that has done that and hopefully at an NHL level. Um, so he checked that box. He's a Stanley Cup champion. I think surrounding yourself with winners is important. On Daryl Sutter's staff in LA. So he had, did have a connection with some of our defensemen as well. I think that helped. Knowledge of the Western Conference, I think is important. Um, I'm much more Eastern knowledgeable. I'll, I'll get up to speed. We certainly played the West, but the way COVID went, it was less and less the last few years. Um, and then just talking to people, I connected with John right away about how we want to play the game. That's the part you never really know. Do you talk to someone? And we think the same way. And that, you know, you, you have to have a certain amount of team toughness. You have to defend well to stay in the game, uh, value puck possession. So I just thought it was um, checked a lot of boxes. 
uh, for us. And Kelly agreed. He was on Kelly's list. So we had when you have the same name, that's usually a good starting point on your short list. So um, John, we were able to get him here. I can't speak for him, but I'm guessing he had other opportunities around the league, especially with all the changes. And uh, I'm, I'm just appreciative he chose us. <clears throat> Well, I, I think it's good. I mean, I, I didn't want to get too much in. you got to be careful. There's a business side of it. Uh, there was some text exchange with Nick, um, just that we're, you know, we're still thinking of him, and, and to try to get him some information on how we're playing. That's where John, that's his area, so he took over there. Um, John takes a lot of pride in his work, uh, so he wanted to make sure that he, Nick gets what he needs to, so that he can acclimate as quickly as possible. So I think that's, that's a good thing. And I think, I think Nick appreciates it, right? You're a player sitting there. Sometimes you're wondering. You never know is it the agent is, you know, who, who's making all those decisions. But at the end of the day, he's a golden knight. I think we knew he would be eventually. So, you know, you don't want the, the player to feel like we've forgotten about him, uh, even though he's not here. Bruce Cassidy talking about Nick Haig and the potential Again, to be in the lineup. Minus, um, bigger bodies sometimes at the start of the year take a little while to get the engine running. So whether he's maybe here from the start or not, he may be that guy. Uh, we'll see. Um, I'll talk to him today or probably tomorrow morning, see how he feels after a good practice and see where he's at mentally, uh, physically. Like I said, he's done a lot of skating. So I, I, I feel that part of it, he'll be okay. But without playing any exhibition games, does he need more live reps in practice or not? And we'll make the determination. We'll look good out there. I think he'll be ready to go. Um, so we could have his, we could have two new bodies back <clears throat> tomorrow. Do you expect, if you mentioned Quill, do you expect that line to kind of play a little bit differently, even though Paul has been a little bit more aggressive than the man? No, I, would, I think Will has those characteristics in his game. I think he's willing to go with the net. The, the video I watched of that line, there's not a, a ton of it from last year because of all the injuries, but previously you know, they were an identity line in that regard. I thought they all hung on to pucks. They're all hard to play against. Got inside, have the ability to finish. Um, so if Will goes back in that line, and that's probably where he'll go if he's healthy, um, I suspect he'll get back to his game right away, and that line can, can give us a game like they did last night. Bruce Cassidy's media conference from this morning. Final question revolves around leadership and styles of leadership. Yeah, well, I think he is, and he's quiet also. He's not a, a chatty guy, I would say, when I've talked to him. It's, it's get to the point. Uh, to me, the best lead, leaders lead by example in this league. That's what I've been used to with Charas and the Bergerons of the world and Marchands. And uh, that, you know, that, that is, um, that's Mark on the ice, right? So that's what we want from Mark and Marty and Petra, all those guys. And just go about your business, be good pros, pull guys along, pull them into the fight. Speak up when you need to. Uh, speak from the heart if you've got something to say. Um, and again, it's early, uh, but I was happy for him. You can see how excited the bench was, right? I mean, there was guys jumping all over the place in game one. I think they're excited for Mark, too, to see him healthy and, and back contributing. That says a lot about a person right there. You ready for the big show tomorrow The red carpet? The red carpet, huh? Is, uh, gold carpet? Oh, okay, yeah, good. I'll be ready. I'm gonna have a gold. I'm gonna have a gold time. Will that clash or will that go? How does that work? <laughs> I'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> you take out the gold 
Uh, I have a couple. Uh, they just happen to be left over, so the color scheme worked. <laughs> <laughs> Good move by the head coach uh, today, having some laughs, uh, obviously referring to the ties that he would have from his days as a bench boss for those six years with the Boston Bruins, actually seven years with the organization uh, in Boston, uh, up top, an assistant coach for one year, and uh, uh, another seven years in Providence, so he was there. He's got a lot of yellow gold ties that, that I'm sure could work for the gold carpet uh, tomorrow night. Uh, hear what he dropped in there, like Will Carrier? Sounds like he's going to mm-hmm. go tomorrow night. He's ready to return to the lineup. And there was nothing ruling Nick Hag out of playing tomorrow right. night. Uh, a little more probably indecision on that part, but it's closer than a lot of people expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I I'd be surprised that uh, if Nick Hague were in the lineup, but at the same time, uh, you, we're talking about a young player who is is probably as, as all these athletes are in tremendous shape. So, um, from a physical standpoint, like I, I think Nick Hague can jump right into an NHL game and, and be fine. Um, so we'll see if that goes for the Golden Knights. If Nick Hague's going to be available. Um, the the big story to me outside of Hague is is Will Carrier because I, I thought Paul Cotter had a really strong game that fourth line for the Golden Knights was strong, but you know what Will Carrier brings to the table the energy that he's going to provide the the direct north south uh, aspect of his game, um, so I, I think that that becomes a a really interesting decision if Carrier is going. Um, it looks like Paul Cotter might be moving up and, and taking a, a shift with uh, Marcheseau and and Carlson, and that line intrigues me because of what we know the chemistry to be between those two players, and then you've got the size and, and the direct nature of how Paul Cotter plays the game. Didn't see a lot of Will Carrier during training camp because he got hurt in game number no. one, and yeah. then he yeah. didn't practice for a while, so I'm sure he's really excited to get back into it. Uh Talked to a couple of people. I wasn't in L.A. last night, but uh, the people in and around the team, the the group was really enthusiastic when they walked into Crypto.com Arena yesterday, and there was Nick Hag uh, waiting, and he, he'd gone through his medical and done everything. And the first time the guys had seen him since, since the captain skates uh, before training camp, a new contract, uh, a, a lot of hugs, uh, a lot of handshakes, and a lot of congratulations. And, and you can tell in speaking to Hag today like I did that, that he there's not dipping your toe into this. He wants to play tomorrow night bad. Well, I, I think that he just wants to start getting reps in a game, right? Like I, that's going to be the big thing for for Nick is you you don't have the benefit of you know three or four preseason games. So right now, it's all about getting into those game action in, into game action and having to make those reads in real time uh, against NHL players. That's really the only way that he's going to kind of close the gap is he's got to get out there. And and I understand why the player wants to get this going as quickly as possible. It makes a lot of sense to me. So real life here, uh, we got uh, we got the gold carpet tomorrow, and everybody's got to be, like, yeah. there's pressure on you, Ryan, to show up looking good tomorrow. Uh, we talked to some of the players yeah. today, and Shane, I kind of shadowed Shane a little bit because he is mm-hmm. the fashionista around us, and we got into this cool conversation with Shane and Alec Martinez, Nick Hag, and myself. 
And I asked mm-hmm. Alec, like, what are you? And he's like, ah, I'm not, not, I'm not a suit guy. Alec Martinez said he yeah. likes the sports coats, and uh, and and mm-hmm. he rotates those around. Shane's uh, got thirty suits now. Thirty because some he's kept from that were important to him. The suit that he won the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup in, he's got that. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he might, yeah. might have his draft suit too. He calls it the the double breasted uh, square shoulders one uh, that, with shoulder pads. Uh, he's he's got a bunch of suits, uh, and so we asked Hag like what. What are you gonna like? You're gonna be ready to go tomorrow night for the for the gold carpet? He's in a real mm-hmm. tough spot. He's got like one suit because everything he had oh. here because uh, he's transitioning homes here, so everything he had yeah. is in storage right now. So he's he's really only got one or two two suits to choose from. His his options are very limited for for tomorrow when it comes to the suit game and walking that gold carpet. That's yeah. I uh, I feel I really do. I feel for Nick Haig because that's one or two more suits than I have. Hmm. So uh, well, Martina uh, said new contract. Go buy a new suit. Give give them the well, business. Yeah, they sit yeah, next, like, right next to each I mean, other. Come too. on, yeah. Uh, Got to so, get it altered and everything. Like, come on. <laughs> well, you can get the the rush on that. So, so uh, Nick Nick was back home at Kitchener and he was practicing with the OHL's Rangers. Uh, and his coach in Chicago, the guy that ran the defense in Chicago in the American Hockey League, is now the head coach of the Kitchener Rangers. So there is that relationship, which was great because he knows Nick and he can uh, he definitely can push him a little bit. But one of the cool things or interesting things is imagine being in your early 20s, you've played in the National Hockey League for a couple of years, and all of a sudden you find yourself living at home. And you're not at home for the summer having fun and just popping in and out. You're at home because you don't have a contract yet. The, it's stressful, the negotiations. Uh, you're trying to keep yourself in shape. Like th- That was a different experience. He said, even his dad told him, like, I love you being around, but I don't want you here. Because his dad knows <laughs> we want you want you playing games. His mom, though, was great, like planning meals, doing everything. Like, be, your mom's always your mom. And and she was uh, she yeah. was totally uh, d- looking after him and making sure it's 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 good. So it, you got this time at home though. You're with mom and dad, but you can't really enjoy being with mom and dad because nobody really like, you don't want to be there. And for the same reason, they don't want you there. You just you just want to get uh, get up and running. But his 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 parents were always planning to be here for the gold carpet night. They hadn't booked their tickets because of the contract uh, thing uh, went on a little bit. But at the last uh, second, when it when it was signed, his parents booked their tickets. But because he's he's not doesn't have his place. He's in a hotel. His parents in a hotel. Normally they would all be together here, but they're they're separate. But everybody's looking forward to it tomorrow night. It's gonna it's gonna be awesome. I think he plays. I don't know any inside yeah. information on that. I just had this gut feeling uh, that 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 he plays. Uh, I I would be curious. I think it would be a real cool thing to go out there uh, on the home opener with Zach Whitecloud and Nick Hag as defensive partners tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, I, I lean more toward Nick Hag's going to play, and really only because you know Bruce Cassidy said we might have two two new guys in the lineup, and, and you know I, I'm not reading too much into it, but 
but Bruce is, is pretty much uh, an open book when it comes to that stuff. I, I think that there's a better than average chance that he does play. The familiarity with Zach Whitecloud, those two have been you know kind of locked at the hip ever since they got um, into professional hockey. So I, I think that you, you have a comfort level there with that as a pairing and you know you you get last change at home like you can you can I don't want to say protect Nick Hay. He's not a player that you need to protect, but you can you can protect him a bit in that debut. Um, but I do think it's important that he gets the opportunity to play in the home opener, that he gets the, the opportunity to walk the gold carpet and go into this game with the, the, the intensity and, and get that first rep. He's going to need him. Who was the best line last night for the Vegas Golden Knights? Oh, Man, that's really tough. Um, I, I thought the stone line was really, really good. Brett Howden had, you know, countless opportunities. There were some yeah, absolutely five shots ridiculous on passes. Yeah. yeah, some some ridiculous passes from Mark Stone to Brett Howden all alone in front. So, um, you know, that, that line did not have an issue creating offense. Uh, again, Jack Eichel, Riley Smith, Phil Kessel, uh, like take your pick, Jack Eichel, as we've mentioned a couple of times, could have scored three, four, five goals last night. It, it didn't go in, but um, the opportunities were there. I, I really like the fourth line for the Golden Knights. Not as offensively driven, but a lot of really strong shifts in the offensive zone to kind of sap momentum from the LA Kings. Um, and then, you know, Jonathan Marchessault and William Carlson, that was the line that kind of got things going for the Golden Knights, at least offensively. And um, I, I, it's kind of hard if I had to, like, pick one line that that I think impressed me the most it'd probably be Jack Eichel and, and Riley Smith with Phil Kessel because I thought I think they got the most dangerous looking chances um, but I thought all four performed really really well yeah they weren't carried by a line last night or five players no, no, last it was, night uh, I was it, it was balanced it, it, was, it was vintage it was four line hockey to bottom yeah yeah, no, it was, it was, and and that was to me like, you know, we always hear coaches talk about four line teams, and it's it's four line teams for about two periods, and then when you know you get into the third period and you start looking at the score and you play to that, it becomes a three line team or a two line team. Uh, not the case last night for the Golden Knights. They they were a four line team all the way until the end of the game. It was fantastic, and that's the impressive part because of the score throughout the game. There was never a multi-goal lead last night for either side, and yet you continue to see balance. Special teams will always tip it because yeah. of either killing or or being on the power play. But shift-wise, when you look go through that total, which you and I and Chapman do do in retrospect, mm-hmm. trying to find anomalies and different areas that that we can dig into, it, it was pretty close. One or two. Players kind of got lost in the shuffle, but by and large, it, it was pretty consistent. Yeah, no, it, it was. And again, like, you know, for me, it was it was the situations where Bruce was was going to, you know, his his depth players. I the the shift that preceded Mark Stone was Paul Cotter, Nick Waugh, and Keegan Colasar. That was under a minute and a half left in a 3-3 game against division rivals. Like, to me, that says everything you need to know about how Bruce Cassidy wants to use all four of his lines. There are going to be pockets in the game where you are going to look to, to create those advantages, and it worked out for the Golden Knights last night. But you're right, Darren. It, it was as balanced as we've seen um, a, a, a game sheet after the fact because – you were able to roll four lines because everyone was really going last night for Vegas. Chapman, we've got some good reaction coming in from the question about who would officiate the wedding. 
because Mark Shifley officiated his buddy, his buddy's wedding uh, this past summer in Eric Comrie. We wanted to know, like, of of us or who would you pick uh, to officiate your wedding? And what Stephanie had had a good one. She wants Rita to officiate the wedding because she thinks that that you and I would make it too much part of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually in last. Really? And yes. you would be my pick for the entertainment factor. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, you are first with 36%. Huh. Ryan with yep. 34%. Yep. And there's me bringing up the rear with 30%. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to California yeah, and should, sign up. Get my best, uh, my, my three-pack of uh, official uh, marriage options. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What do you call it? What, what, what would you call that? A pack of three of... Marriage, <laughs> help me out here. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no I idea can't. what to call that's, it. That's too yeah, funny. I don't. I don't know. I, um, I don't know. Well, you would. You would be. You would be an efficient. Efficient, that, that be, but what do you call it? Your, efficient your title. Efficient. Your, your three pack of wedding efficiencies. I don't know. Yeah, see, I have no idea. see, I'm. I'm I, not. I'm but, not just an idiot. I've got idiot buddies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no idea what they call or, that. Yeah. I mean, we're made for each other, Darren. We That's are. clear. I've got idiot yeah. buddies, but I can marry you if you ask. Oh, a little side business. I mentioned like my 12 jobs before. Add that to the list. I wonder how easy or hard it is to get that oh, license in Nevada. Oh, he it, paid, he, he it's, took it's, it seriously yeah. and he was nervous. Uh, Shifley, he was nervous about it. Well, yeah, it's his, his buddy, his friend. If it's two people you don't know, maybe not so nervous about it. Oh, listen to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just, just thrown <laughs> away. <laughs> wow. Um, it would be your, if, your efficient license. Oh, so my efficient, efficient license. Licenses. Yeah. Yeah, Which exactly. you can get a pack of three on if uh, do you, you get, go through yeah, the you three collars with with that with the three. I think pack? no, he wore a suit. Oh, okay. I think you have to you have to reuse. Because yeah. I when I talked to him, I said, "When was the last time you wore a suit?" Because it's summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. players. He said, "I wore the suit when I married Eric and his wife." <laughs> wow, Wallace, would you wear a suit at least if you, if you did it? Would you wear if a tie? I, what if I married somebody? If I was yeah. efficient? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would depend on what their theme for the wedding was. Like, if, if everyone was was super casual and they were like, yeah, it's casual, then I'll be casual. If they want me to wear a suit, then mm. I'll find one. When's the last time you went to a wedding that was super casual? I can't remember the last time I went to a wedding. Um, yeah. Pre-COVID for my, me. Uh, my, my wedding was fairly casual, so I guess I'd, mm. I'd count that one. Um Bet you wish you would have got asked Chapman or I to marry you. <laughs> now, in retrospect, that you found out you did, could do uh, this. Did, so, so you didn't wear a suit when when you got married? No, I didn't. No. Wow. Yeah. I just think it's cool. Like does that, I always does think, it really people... surprise you? No, no, it doesn't. Did That's you wear the, the funny thing. It doesn't. I shouldn't be. Did you wear the wow. plaid shirt? I had a plaid shirt. Yeah, there was a there was a sweater. Oh my goodness. Um, there was a tie. We have so much involved. work to do with you. Yeah. So much work to do with you. <laughs> I, I don't claim to be a fashionista. Wow. Like, was the tie okay. plaid? Uh, no. No, no, no. Oh. It was a solid. Wore a hat. You wore a hat? Good. I'm not becoming an yeah. ordained minister wait, wait, wait. to do this, what, what, what kind of hat? Are we talking like Paul Cotter fedora hat, or are we talking or like... a little, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. paperboy yeah. hat? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Because nice. I wore the paperboy hat. 
Yep. With a suit. Rolled <laughs> sleeves, too. That's good. <laughs> That's so perfect. How, how, how about a pack of cigarettes up the uh, <laughs> shirt up sleeve? sleeve. <laughs> I, I know who I am, guys. Come on. I, do, I know do, who I am. Do, do you have the pack of cigs up, like, up the sleeve? Like Patrick Swayze and yeah. the Outsiders? Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. If... If I smoked, I would for sure. But I, I don't smoke, so I can't. I what if, can't what if they were candy? No. Yeah, <laughs> the candy cigarettes. That would have been fun. It would have been nice for the bit for sure. Vegas Golden Knights uh, married uh, to a, an unbeaten record so far, one and zero. They get their there home opener tomorrow. Gold carpet. Just before 4 o'clock, uh, we will be there, the VGK Insider Show and the Toshiba Plaza. And then, uh, of course, the pregame show, getting into the home opener inside the arena. The doors will open around 5.30. Puck drop just after 7 o'clock. Looking forward to it. The Chicago Blackhawks, opponent number two of the season. And uh, I, the schedule does shape up that uh, that they could have a nice little October record. A challenging road trip coming up. But get through that. I'm really impressed with what they've done. And the players continue to say, we're going to be real good. Uh, news and notes. Uh, un- we've got some uh, news and notes. Uh, one-timers coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Bring you up to date with what's happening in the National Hockey League tonight. A bit of a surprising turn of events between the Capitals and the Bruins that we'll tell you about next. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Not going to lie to you. It wasn't my plan to find out how many people were listening to this program through a commercial break in which we were on the air instead of commercials, and you could hear all of our off-air conversation. But I like knowing that people are listening, getting all the texts and different notes from people that they could hear me yep. telling Chapman that I'd let you marry me, Chapman, and that I would—I purposely gave people jobs at my wedding to make them uncomfortable because they didn't like public speaking. It wasn't—it wasn't how I wanted to find out that a lot of people were listening to the program. No, Chapman, you're going to get me fired one of these that, days. Nah, well, I'm going to get myself fired. <laughs> well, at least we'll be together. <laughs> Well, well, you have five other jobs to fall back on. I don't. Oh, jeez. I, I got to get back into the habit of not speaking in the commercial breaks. We weren't saying anything bad. No, no. But No, no, no. I know. I know. I'm just saying that there's there's a better than average chance we're on the air. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, our system is not the greatest. First, first note I got was the spots aren't running. The spots weren't running. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. And then I find out that they could hear everything we were saying. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. One of our yeah. listeners, Jordan, yeah. he's like, he's like, hey, at least I know Darren would let you marry him. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. No, it's not good. It's the opposite. Well, no, of good. it's not. It's, you know, <laughs> it's the it's, opposite of good. It's the reality we live in, Chapman. It's the uh, reality we live in. Hmm. Uh, we know that Johnny Gaudreau's made his debut with the mm-hmm. Columbus Blue Jackets. Patrick Liney scored. It's a one-one uh. game. Against Carolina, Seth Jarvis scoring for the Hurricanes. There's a great game happening between the Capitals and the Bruins. Bruins had a 2-0 lead. How about this one for the Boston Bruins? It This reminds me of the Golden Knights last night when it comes to who did the scoring. And the Golden Knights deserve to win that game just based on those big names all finding the net in Carlson and Marcheseau and Eichel and Stone. Those guys going, you're going to win a lot of hockey games. Boston had a 3-0 lead behind Bergeron, Pasternak, 
and Hall. Like yeah. That is a big night of huge names, but it's a 3-2 game because Washington's come back. I uh, I like Washington. I like what they're going to do this year. But uh, those are those are two bubble teams right off the bat in Boston and Washington this year. You think they're bubble? You think they're bubble teams? Like I, I know you put Washington them, in, and I know you I put them both them in Boston in. But you, yeah. But you think they're bubble? Like you think it's going to be a, a tough road for them to get to yeah. the playoffs? Yeah. Well, I think it'll be it'll, a lot of stuff's going to have to go right for them. I think they can do it. Yeah. But a lot is going. When you look at the competition inside those two divisions, it's yeah. challenging. Yeah, I I'm not at all high on either one of them. Like I don't think that the Bruins are particularly good, and I don't think that the Capitals are particularly good. So um, it's not necessarily too surprising to me that the Capitals were able to come back and, and make this an interesting third period, for, at, at least. But. Um, yeah, I, I think bubble's probably fair. I, there's just the injuries to me for both sides are, are really tough to, to kind of not see it impacting their, their ability to, to make the playoffs this year. What don't I know about Jonas Johansson? He's a goaltender. <laughs> please please tell me what I don't know. Because Jonas Johansson, who was on waivers last year, got picked up by Florida... Yeah. Hardly ever played. Then got, yeah. was put on waivers, got picked up by Colorado, was uh, finished the season um, with with the Florida Panthers, then signs with Colorado, placed on waivers, picked up by Arizona, placed on waivers, claimed back by Colorado. So uh, everybody wants this guy. And, and there might have been more claims than that, but everybody wants this guy. And he has an eight. Eight seven or something save percentage in thirty two appearances in which he has seventeen uh, losing seventeen of them. What what am I missing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. Um, <laughs> it seems like uh, when you're when you're put on waivers this much, when you are you know unable to stick in multiple different places, it, it probably is an, an indi- indication of where you're at in your career. You're talking about a 27-year-old goaltender who's making league minimum and um, cannot find a way to break into an NHL team or at least stay for very long. I I don't know. Maybe there's some super secret scouting report that you and I don't know about that tells us that Jonas Johansson's really, really good um, and that you just need like two or three guys to go down in front of him for you to get there. I I got nothing, Darren. I, I can't help you here. Now, Arizona did pick up Connor Ingram off uh, the waiver wire yep. from the National Predators. A lot of people wanted him. New Jersey Devils yep. have brought longtime captain Andy Green back. A one-day nice. contract with the team. Yep. And he retired as a member of the Devils. Now, that is a symbolic contract for everybody wondering. Because <laughs> that would end up counting against the salary cap and everybody would be up in arms. So that is a symbolic one-day contract. It doesn't actually exist. But Andy Green, right, 16-year NHL career is uh, done. But nice, nice, nice job by New Jersey. 39-year-old Andy Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, long career. Um, I, I think that you know probably one of the one of one of the underrated defensive defensemen in a game that has kind of seen a shift from 
you know, being responsible in your own zone to trying to push the pace and create offense first from the blue line. So, um, stable captain for the for the New Jersey Devils, and you know, just hats off to him. Enjoy retirement, and uh, you get to retire a Devil. There, there are a lot of people that wish that they could do that, right, Chapman? Absolutely. Chapman and I almost got there during yeah. the last commercial break. Retired as Devils, yeah. Just retired. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Chapman's sitting here. He's playing. He's playing the sound of our commercial break. I can't believe. Did somebody send it to you? Yes. Yeah. So somebody's recording oh, our really? commercial break. Yes. Instead of texting you saying oh, okay. that you're on the air. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then because we didn't say anything bad, they send you the audio oh, yes. to make you feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then I bring it up again. Yeah. Which makes us feel doubly bad. Yeah, we should just let it. What's the old saying about letting uh, sleeping horses lie? I don't think it's horses. What is it? Sleeping dogs? <laughs> that was dogs. Sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> My buddy Nick Kiprios, he had a bunch of Kippyisms. Yeah. Like, uh, two peas in a pot. We would screw those up. Uh, he always said, let lying dogs lie. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. But it's sleeping dogs. <laughs> sleeping dogs, not yeah. sleeping horses. I don't know why you scared but, horses, he, right? but he would say, let lying dogs lie. <laughs> let lying dogs lie. Yeah. You're not even getting the joke. Uh, You're no, so Chapman. flustered. I like it. I like it, yeah. It's okay, Chapman. We're okay. Yeah, well. I got a text from my boss. We didn't uh, say anything bad. Well, that's good. Yeah. Thank you to Darren's boss. <laughs> Jeepers. Uh, Buffalo Sabres. Boy, are they handing out money these days. Yeah, they are. Uh, Tate Thompson, remember that contract? Good for him. Uh, yeah. Uh, they also signed a seven-year extension for Matias Samuelson. $30 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll kick in yep. next season. Yep. Avoiding restricted free agency. <laughs> It's a it's a four point two nine million dollar cap hit. Like avoiding restricted free agency a year in advance. That's one of the goofiest things I've ever seen written. But uh, can but, I? Uh, can <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna oh, say I they, uh, the I, I do like the extension for Don Granado, the head coach. I think that's that is well mm-hmm. earned. I, I I'm with you a hundred percent. <laughs> Matias Samuelson. Now, being offensive is not his strong suit. That's not the type of defenseman that he is. Um, Matias Samuelson, seven years, just about four and a half million dollars. Right, that's that's where I'm at with with the math. Mm-hmm. Um, has not scored an NHL goal. Oh. He has not scored a goal at the NHL level. He's got 12 assists in 54 games, 12 points in his career. Um, underpins to me just how good of a contract it is for the Golden Knights where they got Nick Hague. Good guy in the room, though? Yeah, I mean, stay-at-home defenseman, right? He's a he's a guy that's going to take care of his own end. He's going to play heavy, hard minutes and um, allow kind of Rasmus Dahlin and, and allow um, Owen Power to, to roam a bit and do the things that they do offensively. So, like, it, it makes sense. And if he projects out to to live up to his potential, it's going to be a good deal. But a seven-year, $30 million contract off of 54 games is a lot of money. I don't want to stay at home defenseman anymore. I know. I want somebody like, that can I, do it. I'm be, with you. Like, Brady McNabb can, can throw the puck around. Uh, he would be the probably the closest thing to 
stay-at-home traditional, stay-at-home defenseman, but he rocks guys, sure. and he and yeah. he has the ability. I uh, love that change-up in that shootout after Phil Kessel did it. Yeah. That was pretty cool <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. of weeks ago. But I don't want stay-at-home guys anymore in a salary cap I, world. I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, the, the the other shocking thing about Matias Samuelson, outside of a $30 million contract with zero goals scored, um, is that he's actually from Philadelphia. Like, oh, really? I thought for sure... He was he was Swedish and I was uh, I was wrong. Well, so, isn't that the uh, the son? Well, yes, yes, yes. but I, I just I I, okay. I assumed that it was. Yeah, it was when you first look at it, born in Sweden. Uh, exactly. One uh, one thing about uh, is it Simone Nemec? How do how do you say the last? How are you saying the last name? Uh, the uh, top five, five pick uh, went to the uh, New Jersey Devils, second overall. Yesterday, I told you that three of the four top picks this year had made opening day rosters. Uh, Simon Nemec has been sent down. It was a salary cap maneuver. Uh, the New Jersey Devils recalling Kevin Ball, and uh, it was had to do with Jonathan Bernier's contract. So he's uh, he's 18 years old, but uh, looks like he's going to start the year in the American Hockey League, and he can start the year in the American Hockey League because he never played in the uh, in the CHL. So close. So, 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 so close. I had another note on that uh, stay-at-home thing. Go for it. But just, just one. Is it escaping you? Or? No, no. I, the, the, actual, okay, the actual comment revolves around stats. But if you're a stay-at-home okay. defenseman nowadays, and that's your, like, your pure stay-at-home defenseman, with, which Vegas doesn't yeah. have any, uh, if you're a pure no. stay-at-home defenseman, I want you to stay at home. Like don't don't come to the rink. <laughs> like don't even, don't don't, how, don't even bother. Chapman, how how are you not doing a drum roll here? Come on, like <laughs> well, he he's got other things on his mind yeah, right now. I'm I'm still the stressed moment's out. Past, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so yeah. stressed out. It's okay. We got you. Uh, let's uh, let's take a break. We got catching up with Chapman. Okay, but before we do that, one more pair of tickets to tomorrow night's home opener for the Vegas Golden Knights. Look at that. we've given away two pairs of tickets. This is why you listen to the whole show. And the commercial breaks. 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. We are going to take caller number four for the winning tickets tonight. And we'll come back with Catching Up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So, uh, tweet courtesy of Peter Baugh, and uh, he tweeted out this morning that there are 20 different nations represented in the NHL by place of birth. Not necessarily who they represent when they skate on the international level, but players born in a specific country. There are 20 nationalities right now in the NHL. Seven of them have one player, uh, and two of them actually played in last night's game for the LA Kings. Uh, Kopitar from Slovenia and Arthur Kaleev, who actually scored a goal last night, is the lone representative from Uzbekistan. 20%, there's 30 Czech players in the NHL. 20% of them play for the Boston Bruins. They have six. Six guys from the Czech Republic on the Bruins. They have one line. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Zaka, Pasternak, yeah. Krejci. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, if, if you're into stuff like that, like I am, like I, I've always loved geography and, and uh, flags and stuff like that. So... Uh, I always thought, I, I think that's super, super cool that uh, there's now 20 guys. Only one guy from France. 
Pierre Edward Belmar, still in the league. I wonder what the flag of Chapman would look like. It would probably look pretty similar to the Welsh flag. I always like that flag with the dragon on it. That's really cool. She was really scary about that. You were thinking that? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wasn't that thinking that deeply about you. Uh, <laughs> no, that you'd obviously thought about the flag of Chapman before. Well, I told you, I, I, I love flags. You know, like, like Bhutan has a cool flag. It's got a dragon. Welsh flag is cool. You know what's funny is you had a quicker answer for what your flag would look like than my goal yes. song. What your goal song yes. would be. Yeah. By the way, he's I, still I, thinking I really about the goal of, song. No, it's Rock Lobster. Rock Lobster would be my goal song. It's fun. Everybody loves that song. Wow. We're going to hear some good tunes tomorrow on the gold carpet outside T Mobile Arena. We're on the air four to six going into the home opener on Fox Sports Las Vegas.